Praise the Lord, my friends. Thank you so much for joining this podcast, the podcast of D.A. Smith Ministries. It is my prayer that the word of God that you hear today will bless you, empower you, and encourage you. Listen in to the word of God as it is taught and or preached and enjoy this podcast. God bless you. Romans chapter 12. Let's begin there. Let's begin at verse number one. I beseech you, therefore, brother, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. This is what, (coughs) excuse me, Paul is telling the church. Praise God. He's telling them, I want you, I'm, I'm, I'm really pushing this. I want you to present your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Okay. But then he adds on to that. He says, and be not conformed to this world. Be not conformed to this world. All right. Don't, don't present your, uh, I want you to present your body a living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto God. All that's good. But he drives a further point. He says, be not conformed to this world. Be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed, how? By the renewing of your mind. That's how transformation takes place. By the renewing of your mind. That ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's what we settled on last week. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And when we talk about the world, we're not talk about talking about the creation as in, you know, uh, uh, the world, the creation, all of the uh, continent, the continents and so forth. So we're talking about uh, this worldly system, this worldly system. We're talking about these cultures. We're talking about these opinions. We're talking about these ideologies. We're talking about these systems that are in place. And we understood from uh, our text last week that the driving force behind this worldly system is the God of this world. The God of this world. And who is the God of this world? Satan is the God of this world. Right? Satan is the God of this world. So anything that this world has to offer, any of the cultures, the cultures and the, the ideas and uh, the agendas that this world presents to us, you have to understand the root and where it comes from. It comes from Satan and his kingdom. It comes from him. And so we have to be careful the things we participate in. We have to be careful the things we co-sign on. We have to be careful the things we agree to. Uh, when you're on social media, you have to be careful the things you like, the things you hit love on. Because when you do that, you're, you're co-signing uh, to that, right? 
You co-signing to that, saying that you are in agreement with that. And it could be con- totally in, uh, uh, totally contrary to God's order. God's order. It could be more so in alignment to the world, Satan and his systems, right? Satan and his system. That's right. Mother William, Satan is the God of this world. Right. Right. He even has, uh, um, a dominion that he reigns and that's the prince. He's the prince of the air, the airways. I told you, you be careful. The music that you listen to, uh, uh, the music that you listen to because the, the sound waves, the, the, the airway, all of that is, is areas he plays upon. Right. Right. Plays upon and, and uses that as a means to get into your mind, get into your spirit. Right. You, you ever notice you can be listening to a certain song and it changes you, you know, it, it gets you into a certain, um, depression. Sometimes it just bring your spirit down, <laughs> you know, it just makes you sad. Okay. You have to be careful because it's, it's, it's all a part of this system. All right. So we decided last week that we have to make a definitive decision, a strong yes or a strong no. If we really want to be saved, we have to make that definitive decision. Do, do I want to be saved? Do I really want to be saved? If I am saved, do I want to stay saved? All right. I have to make that decision because if not, I'll be back and forth. I'll be here and gone. I'll be in and out. I'll be cold and hot and God will speak me out because that's lukewarmness. So I have to make that decision. Am I going to be saved? And if I am saved, am I going to stay saved? Right? Because there's nothing else that Christ can do as far as saving me. He's already done the work at Calvary. There's nothing else Christ can do to save me. He's already done it. Calvary took care of it. He paid the price for salvation at Calvary. Now it's up to us to, to, uh, uh, maintain that with the works that we do and the decisions that we make, right? To, to, with the works that we do and the decisions that we make. And so Paul says here in Philippians, that we read last week, Philippians chapter two, verse number 12, y'all walk with me says, wherefore my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Do what Paul, excuse me, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Okay. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Look at what this says in Amplified Version. It says, so then, my dear ones, just as you have always obeyed my instructions with enthusiasm, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation. This is what he means. Cultivate it. Bring it to full effect. Actively pursue spiritual maturity. That's what we're talking about. With 
all inspired fear and trembling. Listen, using serious caution and critical self-evaluation. This is very key to avoid anything that might offend God or discredit the name of Christ. Let me read that again. Using serious caution. We're talking about making the decision to be safe and stay safe. Getting our mind right. Using serious caution and critical self-evaluation to avoid anything that might offend God or discredit the name of Christ. That I could close on that right there and I wouldn't have to say anything else because that speaks for itself. Listen, none of us are perfect. I, you, all of us have done said things that have offended God and has discredited the name of Christ. We all have. We all have a past of some sort. So some some there's no big sin, little sin. All of us have sin, right? But the challenge tonight is are we going to be more uh uh critical and try to do more to uh uh be more uh, uh, cautious that we don't offend God and defend the name of Christ. In other words, <clears throat> if someone who knows that we are in God or say we are saved, if they see us in certain places or see us certain doing certain things, it should not be an embarrassment to God because what they'll say is, I thought you said you was a Christian. I thought you said you were saved, right? <laughs> That's the discrediting part. But then even in our own walk, what are we doing to make sure we don't offend God. We don't offend God. You know, we, we don't, we're not into legalism. We're not into, you know, don't do this. Don't do that. Don't wear this. Don't wear that. Don't go here. Don't go there. You know, we're not into that because a lot of that is legalism. A lot, a lot of that is overbearing. Now, I do believe that we should follow scripture. I believe we should uh, uh, obey scripture. I believe that. But I also believe that when your heart is right and you have the convictions of God inside, I believe that you would not do anything right. When your mind is right, and your heart is right, you won't do anything that you even in the slightest, uh, if you slightly feel that offends God, you just won't do it. You just won't. Nobody has to tell you not to wear that, not to wear this, 
not to go here, not to go there. Right. Back in the day, folks had to, to be that way. Uh, because it was just too much going on, but, but we should have enough self evaluation now to where we say, I, I'm not going to do this because I don't want to run the risk of offending God. I don't want to run the risk of offending God. All right. So man, my time is running away from me already. So the question tonight is, what must I do to be saved? Somebody put that in the comment section. What must I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? That's the question. That's the question I want to pose. What must I do to be saved? Now, we, we hear that question a lot. We, we pose that question a lot. Sometimes we say till somebody come to the altar, ask them, what must I do to be saved? I understand that, but I want you to listen to what that question is tonight because I, I want to pull something out of there. What must listen? I do. <clears throat> what must I do to be saved? Because we just read in Philippians, chapter two that Paul said, work out what, <clears throat> excuse me, your own salvation with fear and trembling. So the question is, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? And I asked that question because this is personal. We understand the general, and I'm going to touch on that a little bit if time permits. We understand the general principles of salvation, but, but we got to make this personal now. What must I do to be saved? Because what is a, a stumbling block or, or, or a downfall or, uh, Temptation, whatever you want to call it, for Sister Sally may not be for Brother John or for me. And so I got to figure out for me, what must I do? Okay, what must I do to be saved? Because I can't spend January, February, and March... I can't spend January, February, March uh, trying to worry so much about Brother John and Sister Sally. I thank God for them. But Philippians says that I got to work out my own soul salvation with fear and trembling. I want everybody to be saved, but at the end of the day, I got to stand for myself. I got to stand for myself. Right. So, so what must I do to be saved? What do I need to do to make sure I stay on the straight and narrow? What scriptures do I need to read? I, I was going to go to some other places tonight. Maybe we we'll go there next week. I just feel the Lord 
parking me here tonight? What scriptures do I need to read to keep me and get my mind right and to keep my mind focused? What prayers do I need to, to say? <clears throat> right? What prayers do I need to say? What, what songs of Zion do I need to sing? What, what hymns? Y'all help me tonight. What hymns do I need to, to sing <clears throat> to keep me safe, to keep me in the right place, in the right frame of mind? Hmm? Maybe, maybe, uh, uh, Old Sweet Wonder works for, uh, Deacon Leon or, uh, 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 Missionary Evangeline, but for Sister Martha, she needs to, she needs to hear Jesus keep me near the cross. And that's fine. It's what must I do to be saved? Huh? That's right. That's right. It, it, it's what must I do? It's me. It's me. It's me. Oh, Lord. That's right. And, and somebody said, well, that's being selfish. That's, that's being selfish. It's not being selfish. It's being Cautious is self-evaluation. It's making sure, as Paul said, that I don't do all of this and then I myself be a castaway. Hmm? When you're on a plane <clears throat> and you're getting ready to take off and uh, the flight attendants are giving a speech or what have you. One of the key things they tell you about that oxygen mask, it says, in the event that the cabin loses pressure, the oxygen mask is going to come down. And they tell you that before you try to secure the mask on anybody else make sure you secure your mask on you first make sure that you get the oxygen on yourself <laughs> make sure you breathing right they tell you make sure that oxygen on you first else you'll be passed out and won't be no good to anybody else what must i do to be saved. Think about some of the things that have tripped you up in 2021. 20, Lord, I have to think about what year it was because it seems like the last few years have just, I don't know where they went. And, and we're not just talking about uh, uh, sins and sexual sins and uh, uh the worst thing you can imagine, but think about even maybe you have something in your heart. And when a certain person comes around you, it just stirs you up. Right? Well, that's, that's something that needs you. You need saving with that. Right? So, so what must I do? Maybe I need to, to find a way with the help of the Lord that when that 
I see that person, I can greet them a certain way with love, and it and it just goes goes over so much better. I gotta find a way, cause I can't have hatred in my heart. I can't have rage in my heart and bitterness in my heart, right? I can't fall into that trap. What must I do to be saved? What must I do? I don't want to fall into the same cycles, the same trip, uh, uh, traps over and over. I know the context of this scripture, but humor me for a minute. Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Right? What must I do to be safe? I got to figure out what is going to work for me to maintain my salvation. What's going to work for me? What's going to work for me? Because after everything is said and done, Brother John, Sister Sally, has got to stand before God for themselves, and I got to stand for myself. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. What must I do to be saved? How many want to be saved tonight? <clears throat> How many want to be saved? I'm not talking about have a form of godliness. But you want the real thing. You want the real relationship. You want the genuine relationship. The real thing. You want the power of God working in your life. You want it like the Bible says. My God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. That's what we want tonight. So. We want that for our lives. Get our minds right. That's what we want to do. We want to get our mind right.